Welcome to NCBA's Cattleman's Call podcast with host Lane Nordland. All right, friends. Welcome back to the Cattleman's Call podcast. I'm Lane Nordland, and thanks for joining us here today. We're actually recording this conversation during the Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA trade show taking place in Houston, Texas. And I'd like to say sunny Houston, but it rained all day yesterday. And I know the producers around here aren't going to complain about that, but uh, we're happy to be down in some warmer climate here today. Well, versus Montana, it's about 10 degrees at home, but we're happy to be recording this show from the Microtechnologies booth from the convention center here in Houston. And last year, race fans got to hear about beef the day before the Daytona 500 through the Beef, it's what's for dinner, 300. Millions of people on TV, social media and whatnot exposed to the Beef, it's what's for dinner brand, and they probably got hungry and went and had a steak. Well, joining us here today is the one and only Jeb Burton. For our NASCAR fans, you know exactly who that is. For our fans that uh, maybe haven't followed NASCAR, you're going to get to learn about this uh, individual who truly has a passion not only for racing but for the rural lifestyle and, and beef in general. But, uh, uh, Jeb, first off, welcome to the Cattle Industry Convention uh, coming in from uh, Virginia here this morning. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on here. It's uh, good to see uh, a bunch of hardworking folks and uh, ranchers and blue-collared folks walking around with cowboy boots and uh, some jeans, so it's good to be here. Now, of course, uh, your family's uh, steeped in, in the racing history. Uh, just share a little bit about your background and obviously your family's involvement in racing and why, why you wanted to carry on that legacy. Yeah, so my dad, uh, a lot of listeners probably know Ward Burden was my dad. Jeff Burden was my uncle. Um, both of them had really good careers in NASCAR, and, and I started racing at a pretty young age and um, just started trying to work up the ladder and thought I was pretty good at it and um you know I've won a truck race and won an Xfinity race last year so I've won in the top two series haven't really had the best opportunity yet at a cup ride to to try to go win races there but um just uh really lucky to be in the position I am in and uh got a new team I'm with now it's their third year in the sport so it's a it's a smaller team but they're growing it's called Our Motorsports so I signed a deal with them it's a two-year deal so I'll be in the Xfinity Series for the next two years, and um, yeah, man, just lucky to be able to race race cars for a living. You know, I kind of like to parallel that, too, with, you know, your family being involved in this business, too, to, to the ranchers that are multi-generational, that uh, you're part of it because you love it. And uh, I, I just think that's great. And I know so many of the ranchers are going to relate to that because you will be speaking uh, during the general session here today as well. But uh, uh, you raced at Talladega last year, right, too? Yeah, that's where I won the race. Yeah, Yeah, I won that race at Talladega last year. I finished fourth in the Woods for Beef 300 last year, so hopefully I can be a couple better spots this year. Well, uh, because if you win that race, you get to hold that tomahawk steak. You get that whole cooler of steaks. I know. That... that, uh would be nice. Last year I was close, so we got to get it done. <laughs> did 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 uh, anyone share any steaks with you that week, though? Uh, me and my wife cook uh, a lot of a lot of ribeyes on the grill, yeah. so we're always eating. We're always eating beef. 
Well, I'm hoping we can get down to, the, to, to race day there because I just love to be on the infield and, and cooking steaks with folks down there uh, during the 300 race, but also the next day during the 500. Um, but what, what does that mean? You know, obviously sponsors are, are what make the world go round, the fans. But, but seeing a, a, a ranchers come together to promote their product and to, to show this nutritious, healthy food that is beef uh, what's that like to, to be racing in something like that and and uh just to see those tomahawks up in that yeah. cooler well yeah, that's pretty uh that's pretty cool and look i'm a, I'm a blue collar guy i'm from uh rural virginia i've been around uh cattle farmers and and ranchers my whole life um you know i'm a big hunter and fisherman and do a lot of work with conservation with my dad's wildlife foundation so we're we're blue collar folks, and uh, to to be able to be here today and and support those folks, and and to have a lot of them at the race, and then bring awareness to um, the beef industry at Daytona is uh, really special because they're they're not just feeding the United States; they're feeding the world. Mm -hmm. So it's really important. And Jeb, I could not agree more with that statement. And uh, I'm so much enjoying our conversation, but we are just going to pause and take a quick commercial break for today's podcast sponsor from our friends with Micro Technologies. We'll be back with Jeb Burton right after this. Micro Technologies is the leading provider of advanced, comprehensive, and integrated animal management systems and solutions for beef producers. Since 1971, Micro has established an unparalleled track record of delivering meaningful technology solutions based upon a business philosophy centered around three principles, innovation, value creation, and service. Micro's team is driven to understand and provide customized solutions to the dynamically changing needs of your business. Reach out to your local representative today or find us online at microtechnologies.com. And again, a big thank you to our friends at Micro Technologies for sponsoring our podcast booth here at the Cattlemen's Connection booth and today's podcast as well. Again, joining us is Jeb Burden. And Jeb, as you prepare to race in the Beef It's What's for Dinner 300, I like to think of there's really two official sports for rural America. Rodeo, because I came from a rodeo yep. family, but also racing. And I just think they're two great sports that, that bring people together. It takes our minds off all the challenges that we're facing out exactly. in the countryside. So what, what, what is a message you have for a cattle producer out there that, you know, we've had drought in the western United yeah. States. We've had all these challenges through COVID. What, what's a message for 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 them that you have obviously as someone that's a part of a rural community but also you know you're also someone that they look look to for uh for not just entertainment but for for so many different things well um just like farmers ranchers and farmers go through a lot of different things right mother nature decides a lot of a lot of different things in their lives and for their livestock and the way they make their living so their challenges that necessarily sometimes i don't i'm i'm not facing but uh, we all go through things in life and just got to keep digging and um, better days are ahead and um, you know those men and women are living off the land so uh, it's pretty pretty uh, powerful thing they're doing. Now you also get to work with so many landowners and farmers and ranchers too as you mentioned you guys are avid hunters and, and go across the nation you guys have a show right? Yeah we have a, a hunting show called Crossroads with the Burdens it's on the Sportsman channel my wife has a cooking segment on there, uh, so we're always cooking something uh, on our pit boss grill. But um, yeah, man, we, it, that shows about conservation, hunting. It's got some racing in there. It's it's been a lot of fun to to do that. So 
been good. Well, and you know, when you when you look at just like farmers and ranchers, uh, you know, NASCAR and race teams are focused on that same issue of sustainability. And so what does sustainability mean for your team and, and how does that impact the competition and, and how teams compete? So when I think of sustainability, I'm thinking of land conservation, uh, protecting our natural resources so so ranchers and farmers that are listening right now can, can do what they love to do. When I hear of sustainability, that's what I think about because um, that's just how I was brought up. Sustainability on the other side of things with the racing is just surrounding yourself with the right people, the right partners, uh, building your race team so you can be here for a long time. Yep. Well, uh, I, I tell you what, when we think of Daytona, it's just something that when they hear that name, they don't think of anything else. They might think of the beach, but I always think of racing. And your dad, did he win the 500 he in did. early yeah. 2000s? Yeah, he did. 2002, he won the 500. I was there as a little kid, um, so hopefully I can do that one day. So what does it mean to even go, you know, going down there? Last year you raced in the Beef It's What's for Dinner 300. You'll be back racing in the Beef It's What's for Dinner 300. What kind of emotions does that bring, knowing that your dad was making those laps as well and you're carrying on that family tradition? Man, I've been so close to winning there. I finished fourth at Daytona three times, uh, four times. No, maybe, yeah, three, three times, yeah. yeah. So it's been, uh, I've been so close to winning there. Um, so I just want to get that checked off the box and, uh, and get that. It would be special. So for those of us that uh, have never been and a piece of equipment that, uh, that you drive in those races, what, what is that feeling like? At Daytona? Uh, Daytona is kind of like driving down the highway when you're by yourself. You're just to the floor. Uh, not really big handling issues when you get in the draft it's a lot of different things going on mm-hmm. the, the aerodynamics are in play one wrong mistake by somebody you're in a pile up so it's uh that kind of racing's fit me uh to be honest I, i've ran really well at daytona it's been a good place for me and um it's just a different kind of racing the speedway racing is just totally different and you're using your spotter a lot and you're checking your mirrors um and just trying to pick the right lane so you can be in the right spot at the end of the race. So, like like we mentioned, uh, Beef It's What's for Dinner. We'll be hosting the Beef It's What's for Dinner 300 with uh, uh, various state beef councils uh, coming up the day before the 500 race. Uh, what are you looking forward to other than race day? I know that's where your mind's going to be, but uh, what are you thinking about seeing all those cowboy hats da- down in Daytona? Well, I'm actually going to get me a cowboy hat in a minute, yeah, so I'm gre- excited about that. Greeley hat works. There yeah. we go, yeah. So that's going to be pretty cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, seeing all those ranchers and farmers coming to Daytona is, is really special. And right outside the track, I mean, you see you see beef. So uh, it's pretty cool to, to have all them there. And let's just talk about the fan base. Uh, what, what It's just blue-collared, yeah. hard-working folks. 95% are blue-collared, uh, hard-working folks. And, uh, you know, that's how I grew up racing was the local short tracks. And that's where your diehard NASCAR fans are at. So, um, I'm actually running a late mile race this weekend in Florence, South Carolina. So kind of going back to my roots this weekend yeah. to have some fun before we get ready to go to Daytona. Now, I guess my final question, what is your favorite cut of beef and how do you cook it? I like ribeye. Can't go wrong with a good ribeye. Uh, my wife turns a grill on about 450 and huh? r- runs it over the flame for about seven minutes and we're ready to go. Well, hey, that sounds pretty good. Oh, it's really good. Well, and uh, I, I, I have a feeling you're going to be cooking some tomahawk steaks. 
I know I got I, I gotta uh, get on the PR folk over there to, to send me a big old <laughs> cooler full, right? Well, you're gonna win that cooler too, and we'll send exactly. another one. Over. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Well, I tell you what, Jeb, we we truly appreciate you coming down here, meeting with these cattle producers, and taking the time to also talk to them here during the general session. Uh, uh, you got George Foreman also yeah, taking the Yeah, I just got stage. to meet him, yeah. I'm glad he didn't knock me out, so yeah, we're good. I, well, I, I tell you what, I uh, I didn't know he was actually backstage, or I would have snuck back there, but his security probably would have taken me out. They're like, who's this wannabe cowboy? He actually was just back there with his family <laughs> hanging out, so it was, it was pretty cool. Well, again, Jeb Burton, thank you so much for, for coming down here to Cattle Industry 2020. He's uh, meeting. Um, uh, he, he's also taking the time to come and meet folks at the NCBA trade show and uh, – I tell you what, it's going to be a great race in Daytona coming up here this spring with the Beef It's What's for Dinner 300. For more on that race, how you can attend, and also where you can uh, get those really, really good beef recipes, visit beefitswhatsfordinner.com. Jeb, thanks for joining us here today. Yes, sir. Thank you. All righty, friends. That will do it for this special edition of the Cattleman's Call podcast. I'm your host, Lane Nordland. We'll be starting our engines in just a few weeks in Daytona. Thanks for tuning in to NCBA's Cattleman's Call podcast with Lane Nordland. For more information, visit ncba.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.